Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of The Gaily Prophet, which is actually one of our Patreon-exclusive episodes of The Queerbler. Uh, Like I said, this is normally a uh, Patreon-exclusive show, but in light of the coronavirus and the terrible anxiety that I felt we all have around it, uh, we decided that you needed this laugh in your life. It is the very first one that we did. It is very absurd. <laughs> Lark, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure. So this is called Harry Potter, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, so this is a fanfic in which we rewrote the end of book seven and the epilogue to be significantly better and much sillier and it's really good and the inspiration for it happened seven million years ago in episode 2a so if you're a recent binger you maybe remember but otherwise you have no idea and you're going to be pleasantly surprised notes there's like very broad spoilers for season six of buffy so if you're (laughs) One of the buffering listeners who is watching for the first time. If it's very important to you, you might want to skip it, but it really isn't intense enough that I think it'll fuck anything up for you. Moral yeah. of the story. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I want everyone to know that neither Lark or I have seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, so if, you're, your hopes if you're expecting some quality <laughs> references from the Fast and Furious series... Keep holding your breath because they're not happening. Or wait, no, don't hold your breath because they're not happening because I still not see those movies. Correct. Yes. So so that's what this is. Uh, it's great. It's going to make you laugh. We all need that. Briefly, announcement-wise, before we get into that, just to let you know, uh, we are doing a mutual aid situation of... What even are words? I'm making like trans Hogwarts postcards that folks can then make donations to receive. And the proceeds from those go to trans folks who have had their income impacted by the coronavirus. So all of the information from that is both on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'll put links in the show notes. Uh, We currently have more donations than we have folks asking for help. So if you are trans and your income has been harmed by quarantine, please go submit a request and like no questions asked. You send us your Venmo account and I will Venmo you $10. That's all there is to it. So um, don't be shy ask for it you will get it yeah and uh now let's just let's get into the silliness Welcome to the Queer Blur, 
It doesn't look good written down, but it sounds good said out loud. The queer blur is where we take the things that we talked about doing as fanfic in the episodes that we came up with spontaneously, and we create the fanfic for you in the moment, in the style of that campfire game where you trade off creating a story. So neither of us have control over where this fanfic is going. All we have is the premise we created in the episode. It's going to be ridiculous, presumably. And neither of us know what the other will say, so you're going to be along on this journey with us. Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be hard to edit. (laughs) I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) So today... You are listening to Harry Potter, Too Fast, Too Furious, which... I have never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, me either. Which is weird because as problematic as Gina Rodriguez is, she's been a big crush of mine since I was 14. And is it... And Vin Diesel's in it, right? Yes. I looked up who was in it, but I forgot. And also, (laughs) I, I think it is Vin Diesel, and he's also been a crush of mine since I was 14, so like... Those things together should mean that I've watched all of them because I love action movies, but I have not. So, all right. Yeah, so neither of us have seen it. The (laughs) name is really, like, just because it was a funny joke because we were talking about Harry smashing into Voldemort with a semi-truck back in episode 2A because um, I proposed that car crashes could kill anything. That's where this is based. So if you're one of the many many of our listeners that haven't listened to episode 2a for no reason that i can understand that is the premise Uh. um great okay all right take it away the scene starts off with harry leaving the castle it's book seven harry is leaving to go into the forest to meet his death at the hands of Voldemort and before he leaves he imparts some very important information to Hermione Hermione, Harry says I've been thinking why can't a car crash kill a wizard? (laughs) 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 Way back in book one one of the first things Hagrid said to me was that a car crash couldn't have killed my parents but I feel like a car crash could kill pretty much anything and I just feel like I'm onto something here. Hermione looks thoughtfully at, at Harry for a second. And then, as if a light bulb went off over her head, she exclaims, Oh, I have to grab a book from the library. Yes. <laughs> and she sprints off. Harry shakes his head lovingly at Hermione, continuing on his, his trek to the front door of Hogwarts. He opens the door, and he sees Neville sitting on the steps of Hogwarts. Neville, Harry says, in case something happens, you have to kill Voldemort's snake. But also, have you ever heard of a wizard dying in a car crash? (laughs) Neville looks at him, quite confused, and is like, Harry, you're not going to the woods to sacrifice yourself to Voldemort, are you? And Harry's like, no, 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 no. But just in case, kill the snake, and also... What about that car crash? And Neville's like, I think I heard something about that once when I was in the hospital visiting my tortured parents. 
Harry nods thoughtfully and starts to walk away. Meanwhile, back in the castle, Hermione has found just the book that she needs. She sprints out of the library to find Harry, sees that sees him approaching the forest and realize what he is about to do. But it's okay, because Hermione now has a plan. By the by, Hermione found the book in the library so quickly, because as she's the brightest witch of her age, she has invented a new spell that allows her (laughs) to essentially create a Dewey Decimal System using magic. And she summoned that bitch. And it was great. (laughs) She sure did. (laughs) She sure did. (laughs) She just hopes that she'll live long enough to be able to teach the spell to anyone else to help the future generations of Hogwarts students. Book in hand and idea clear in her mind. Hermione needs... A few additional people to help out with her with her new plan. Hermione goes into the Great Hall looking for her friends Ginny and Luna, which she finds surprisingly quickly in the middle of this lull in the war. But she's looked out. They are both standing together just outside of the Great Hall, whispering to one another. Hermione sends sends Ginny off to grab a broomstick and fly after Harry to stop him from going into the forest. Luna, she, how is Luna going to help? I don't know what Luna's doing here. (laughs) Sure. Luna's a creative thinker. Okay. Luna, she turns to and says, we need to access a semi truck. Do you know what that is? And Luna of course has no idea what that is because she is a witch was brought up in the witching world but Hermione explains and Luna gets it and Hermione's like we have to find a way to get to the closest muggle village Luna looks at her with that Luna look like what the fuck how have you not already thought of the very obvious solution to this problem and says you literally just invented a new spell to create a Dewey Decimal System in the (laughs) library you know that you can use a summoning charm to bring that here. And Hermione fucking does. Semi-truck crashes through the gates of Hogwarts. <laughs> knocking down the winged boars. Everything goes flying. McGonagall and Flitwick are just flabbergasted that something could take out their protective spells that they've been doing so faithfully since the beginning. They're grateful that Voldemort didn't think of the semi-truck. <laughs> It screeches to a halt at Hermione's feet. Hermione pumps her fist in the air and screams, fuck yeah, physics. (laughs) (laughs) And then proceeds to climb into the cab of the truck. Luna follows. (laughs) Hermione does some complicated and elegant wand work over the steering wheel and the front of the truck it begins to glow and then levitate off of the ground damn yeah all right harry and jenny are standing near the edge of the forest in a heated debate 
Ginny attempting to explain to Harry why he should not go into the forest with her only argument being because Hermione said so. (laughs) And Harry insisting that he has to do this because he's the chosen one and yada, 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 sacrifice, etc. They're in the midst of this argument when they hear a very unexpected sound (laughs) behind them and they both turn to look. It is a sound that Harry is familiar with, which is the honking of a semi-truck. Ginny looks stunned and confused. The semi-truck, flying slash driving towards them, lands just in front of Harry. Hermione leans out of the window of the semi-truck to scream down at Harry. Have you ever seen season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? (laughs) (laughs) Harry looks at her like she is out of her mind because literally season six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer hasn't even come out yet. And what is she talking about? It's like two years earlier than that (laughs) being released. But Hermione is, you know, up on time travel. And she used that time turner for some very, very high quality purposes when she had it, such as catching up on television shows that did not yet exist. And so she has a plan and it involves Harry changing into... A corset, some real tight black <laughs> pants, a great bell-sleeved black shirt, and hopping up on top of that semi-truck. <laughs> because Hermione is fucking rad and is awesome, Harry finds that once he climbs on the top of the semi-truck, that he can steer it as easily as he can steer his firebolt. Ginny who was also climbing up in the cab next to Luna, screams, it's time to get that motherfucker Tom Riddle. While she's screaming that, she is um, repositioning the truck mirror so that she can check out her boo in his corset. Um, She has some really good priorities going on right now, and she's learning some things about herself and her kinks, and she's feeling very grateful to Hermione. (laughs) Harry Harry starts steering the semi-truck into the woods. They glide over the trees effortlessly, silently, until they approach a clearing where Voldemort, where his Death Eaters and some giants have gathered. They haven't yet noticed him, and for that he is grateful that Hermione is the smartest witch of her age, because it is definitely her doing. Mm-hmm. Somehow their voices are magically amplified in his ears and he hears Voldemort saying that he thought Harry was going to show, but he was wrong. Harry, who has become quite veiny from the effort of controlling the (laughs) semi-truck, who has been wondering about why he's wearing this corset until he remembers Eddie Izzard describing the drag queen paratrooper battalion and their element of surprise (laughs) parachuting into situations full makeup everyone on the opposing team loses because they were so surprised (laughs) 
Suddenly Harry gets it. He shouts, Tom! Voldemort looks up, and... It's as if the forest went completely silent as Voldemort, his Death Eaters, his gathered allies, look up, confused and shocked by the spectacle before them. Before anyone can act or react, the truck hurdles at them. The assembled Death Eaters scatter as quickly as Lucius and Bellatrix did in the bank just earlier, just earlier today, throwing other people into the path of the semi-truck in their hurry to get out of the way themselves. Voldemort just stands there screaming, cowards, but not moving because he thinks that they're going to do something to protect him, the arrogant bastard. When in reality, they all just fucking abandoned him. The truck is making the high-pitched whistling noise as it hurtles through the air, approaching ever closer with each second. Voldemort finally realizes that he is potentially in some danger. He raises the Elder Wand in order to shield himself, destroy the semi-truck, hurl an avocadabra at Harry. He doesn't have time. Because before he can think, the grill of the semi-truck hits him. Harry is whooping and hollering like he's on a goddamn roller coaster, as are Hermione, Ginny, and Luna. And Harry realizes in that moment what the prophecy truly meant by neither can live while the other survives is that one of them needed to be having a really fucking good goddamn time and thinking, now this is living. Which <laughs> Harry was as he smashed into Voldemort, who is dead as fuck. Miraculously, smashing a semi-truck into a dark wizard and a very large oak tree only damages Voldemort. Abandoned by his followers, assuming his superiority to muggles, when in reality, all it, all it took was... 20 tons of metal. <laughs> the uh, the Horcrux that was attached to Harry couldn't stand to be close to that much unadulterated joy. And it fucking fled as Harry screamed with joy as he slammed into Voldemort with that fucking semi-truck. It jumped ship, and the only thing it could jump ship into was back into Voldemort, who... By the by, did have his snake around his neck at that moment. Her magical cage dissolved because in his fear, he didn't have the capacity to keep up that spell. So all the Horcruxes are gone. Voldemort's dead. The world is saved. Harry fucking loves his corset. So does Ginny. <laughs> Neville gets to avenge his family by stabbing Bellatrix with the Sword of Gryffindor. He's lauded as a hero of the war and promptly plots to reform Hogwarts into a school where children are not bullied mercilessly. Yeah. Neville stabs the fuck out of Bellatrix and immediately everyone in the Great Hall elects him to headmaster. <laughs> and his first move as headmaster 
is to abolish the house system and the house point system. They're gone. And he makes the castle warm. (laughs) He puts plants in every classroom. The ones that don't eat children. He builds four new dormitories. It's really quite a beautiful end to the day because literally this is all happening in the in the same day all the holes in the castle are just artfully mended by some very quick growing trees um there's a lot of flowers now in hogwarts everyone's uh relieved that the war is over the uh the house elves got really inspired by creature and dobby in their part of this battle and consent willingly when Neville insists that they must be paid and given time off and appropriately compensated in every other way for their labor. And the semi-truck and the Ford Angelica that's been running free in the forest since book two live happily ever after. As does everyone. Oh, wait, we forgot about the part where Hermione breaks the fuck up with Ron! <clears throat> Hermione breaks up with Ron and promptly plots to infiltrate the ministry to bring it kicking and screaming into the 21st century. And she does. She sure does. And everyone fucking benefits. It's <laughs> really, really beautiful. <sighs> she also convinces Luna to stop being such a weirdo anti-vaxxer and they get married. <laughs> Oh, God, I wish that I had the face that you were just making on video. <laughs> I don't even know what face I was just It was making. such a just, like, happy, like, wistful, oh, so nice face. <laughs> Make it again. I'll take a screenshot. <laughs> I don't even know how if I can. I don't even know what face I was making. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Wow, we fixed the whole wizarding world. I mean, Hermione fixed the whole resident. We helped. <laughs> Harry gets to live out his days, living his best uh, kink-filled and happy life with Ginny. And they're probably open relationship. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because they're both super queer. Um, and they're both really comfortable with that. And they know that they love each other. But they also know that that doesn't mean that they can't love other people. And exactly. they have a lot of... What is the word? The word where you get happiness from seeing your partner being happy with someone else. I was just thinking this word. I don't know what the word is. Compersion. They're very good at compersion. The end. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, that was satisfying. You can fix a lot by just hitting Voldemort with a flying semi-truck, I feel like. You sure can. Thanks for listening to this. We hope it made you happy. We will be back with a real episode next Tuesday. As usual, it'll be part two of our episode on chapter 10 of Prisoner of Azkaban. And if you like the if you like this content, consider becoming a Patreon to hear the rest of our Queebler episodes. Yeah. There for our $5 and up, our pig, pig widgeon and up patrons get one of these every month. The one that's going to come out later this month is uh, a gothic. Is that what they're called? Like a gothic n- novella from of Sirius Black's internal experience 
being on the run after his escape from Azkaban. So given yes. that you just got very excited, you should go over <laughs> to Patreon and join up so that you can uh, can hear that. And if you're uh, short on funds because everyone's job got shut down, uh, we are also. You could also uh, listen to our episodes by doing a little bit of transcription work for us. Um, the information for that is available on our website. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good remembering, Jesse. We haven't talked about that in like a thousand years. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. If you need reminders, our socials to find all that stuff. We're just at the Gaily Prophet, and our website is thegailyprophet.com. Also, uh. Please stay home and uh, wash your hands. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.